0: <laughs> welcome
1: to tea and it's kate and jordan
0: <laughs> i think we need to come up with like a better way to intro <laughs> that's a, i know i'm here for it we'll take notes we'll do it at the beginning of the the next one something i don't know i just feel
1: like Needs to be more inclusive.
0: <laughs> oh, I am I don't feel excluded, but I'm totally down for
1: Are you envisioning. Drinking? Oh man,
0: can you hear me? Are you drinking any tea? I can tea? hear you. Okay. Are you drinking any tea? <laughs> Um, honestly, at this very moment, no. We, so I literally just got to camp. We're about to have a week's worth of being camp. So I just unpacked all my stuff, and I'm just trying to become a functional human right now. What are you drinking,
1: girl? I'm drinking Pink Lady, but I probably should be drinking Sunny Days because honestly. My energy level just sucks. Like,
0: I'm not a functioning human being right now. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. That's terrible. That's super terrible. It's Sunday, man. I've got like the Sunday sleepies too.
1: I'm just like, so the new moon was last week. And I'm finding the more I like pay attention to myself and like how I'm reacting to things, I'm finding that the moon cycles like really crush me big time. And so, now that the new moon has, like, kind of reached its peak, like, I'm slowly getting my energy back, but it is not
0: coming quickly,
1: like, it's not coming quick enough, first of all.
0: It always goes quick, but it never comes back quick.
1: Yes, and I'm like, bitch, do you know I have two kids, a business, like, I got things to do. I cannot just be sleeping all day.
0: The moon doesn't care.
1: <laughs> the moon doesn't be fuck, no she does not she is beauty she is grace she will punch you in your face (laughs) straight up (laughs) (sighs) okay well what's new for you besides camp anything fun
0: no i mean we're just like getting ready for the start of the school year i'm really looking forward to a school year that's not gonna be completely crazy bonkers with covid at least hopefully right so so we're just kind of gearing up for that We start school super early, like, the kids' first day of school is, like, August 2nd.
1: Dang!
0: Yeah, so we're literally, like, getting ready to jump right in. I don't
1: even know when my son's school starts, but I wish it was tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know summer is rough, and this summer especially because, oh, no, because a lot of us have been from home working from home school from home like it was already all sorts of crazy so it's not like anyone really had a normal school year if you're a teacher or if you have kids in school like you totally get it it's just been a mess
1: yes it's been crazy and you know what I didn't think about that I didn't think about how like Atlas was home for pretty much all of last school year we did finally send them back But it took us, like, April before I finally was like, okay, I feel like this is okay, like, safe enough. So he went from, like, being home all the time to, like, having to adjust to going to school. And now he's back home all the time. And nobody really even got, like, adjusted either way. And so now we're- No, it's been so crazy. <sighs> I'm gonna light this candle. This is Balance. I got it from Target and it smells like amber and moss. Oh, no so good. Yes, I've been lighting me- so- meditations. Sorry.
0: I'm gonna have to be hitting up Target, it looks like.
1: Yes, Queen. Balance, focus. They have a lot of ones. They smell so good. Okay, I don't know. Let's get started. I'm excited. I can't wait anymore. Okay,
0: I'm super pumped. Who goes first this week?
1: Me! <gasps> Yay. Okay, I'm super excited. Okay, this is what we're talking about. We are talking about the Manger Hotel. Oh, I've been there. I know.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it.
1: First, did you have any paranormal experiences while you were there? You did. I remember that you did.
0: Yeah, the like the most like tactile thing that happened is when we got there, we unplugged uh, alarm clock because we were obviously using the outlets for because it's an older hotel so they don't have a lot of places for you to like set up so we unplugged our outlet and then in the middle of or we unplugged the alarm clock and then in the middle of the night the alarm clock like started going off whoa and we were like what the heck and it wasn't plugged in so i mean i looked for batteries and they didn't see like any and the face of the clock wasn't lit the alarm was just going off
1: what floor were you on what do you think it was
0: I don't know it was so strange we were on I mean it's been a really long time it's been several years now probably five years ago but we were on an upper floor but it was also like I was there for a convention and so it was like jam-packed so
1: Mm. energy sometimes I think about it and I'm like dude we should revisit some of our like first ghost stories and then see if we can figure out what they were because a lot of stuff happened at a time when we weren't diving into it deeper like this yeah cool okay so the minger hotel i there are like a lot of different ghosts there there's a lot of different ghost stories but i'm going to talk about one famous ghost story in particular and then kind of do the background of the hotel so here we, awesome. we can wait. Yes, everybody, grab your tea and let's go, baby. Okay. <clears throat> William and Mary Minger opened the Minger Hotel or Manger, who knows, not me, <laughs> in
0: 1859. <laughs> I say manger, I think. Or mean, I say M- Manger, Manger.
1: It just really depends on my mood. Like <laughs> it's German. That I do know. It's a German
0: word because they
1: are German. They immigrated here from Germany. Ooh. Oh, in
0: 1847.
1: interesting. Yeah, they are actually part of what brought beer to San Antonio because, yes, because when they came, they came like um, kind of during the civil, civil War, I think, 1847, like war times. So we didn't really have breweries. The Alamo was still just finished i'm not a historian and dates you could say anything
0: and honestly i would believe you right now i'm like yeah that sounds right
1: yeah for sure it happened after the alamo absolutely (laughs) 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 oh god okay so he came here and he brought his wife and the first thing they did they did was open the manger brewery in 1858 on the battlegrounds of alamo which is what we are calling the alamo plaza in, in today's day okay yeah it's really cool um as somebody who lives here now it has the like you can find raspas over there um it's a lot of tourism they're there for the alamo the mingers there what's really cool about the the manger is that they go like balls to the wall for
0: holidays? So I've been for Halloween too.
1: Yeah, remember we we went together. We saw the the jack o'
0: lanterns and stuff. Yeah, it's like um super crazy, and they like decorate. They have this really cool courtyard, and they remember they put all the lights up, <gasps> and they had the spooky sounds. Yes.
1: Remember that your friend, fought, or our friends, because there there's two of them, they found that cigar? Yes, and they smoked it. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I'm like, stranger danger, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Yes, they did. And the little rocking yeah. chairs on the courtyard.
0: Yeah, they go all out though. It's so cool.
1: Yes, it's beautiful. And Christmas time too. Oh, Yeah. I love it, too. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was built over in that area. And then in 1858, Manger hired an architect. I'm going to mention his name because we need to give credit to those who design and build our buildings more often, I feel as though. And plus, his name is John M. Fries, and I think Fries is a cool last name. So, (laughs) So yes, John M. Fry's completed the two-story, 50-room hotel that we know and love today, except for it's gone through some renovations. So when this was first built, there were just pretty much boarding houses. They weren't breweries, there weren't really hotels or anything like that. Um, The hotel opened in February of 1859, and it was an overnight success. It became the home to Civil War soldiers, Teddy Roosevelt, Ulysses S. Grant, um, like all of those really famous people. Um, when war went up to heat, that's when they got there. Oh, that's my place on my paper that I wrote. Oh, um, William Manger, the guy who, the, who created the hotel, he died. And his wife, he died in the hotel. So already, oh, there's a possibility of him being there. Oh man, what would you I say? No idea. He died in the hotel. Yeah, I mean that's. What oh I,
0: no! Can you hear me now?
1: I can. Yes. So okay, he cool. died in the hotel in 1871, and Mary, the badass wife widower that she widow that she is. She worked to keep everything running smoothly for like 10 years. But then in 1881, she sold the hotel to some man named Campman for $118,000, which in today's time is like $2.8 million.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes, ma'am. Get it.
1: Yes. Oh, and he bought everything inside too. So for him, that was $8,500. But for us, that's $200,000. So he it's a lot of money. It was worth a lot of money. Yeah. Successful. Uh, yes. And he kept it hopping. But he installed a brand new bar. It was modeled almost exactly like one out of London. Everybody loved the shit out of it. Okay.
0: That bar is super cool.
1: It Yeah, you know what, I so I went with you and then I went another time for my bachelorette party. Shout out to the women who threw my bachelorette party because I was plastered. I don't know if I showed them the gratitude that they had deserved, but <laughs> man, they like went, girl, they went all out. I have to tell you at another time. Okay, my ADHD brain has to get back on track. <laughs> Okay, so now we're here. We're in October, our birth month, 1924. A kitchen fire begins. Ooh. And it's really big. And you would think that people inside of the hotel would have been hurt. Um, but really, what happened was the fire truck was on its way to put it out and ran. They, they collided with a streetcar, like, head-on collision. Oh, no yeah it's crazy but nobody died they just got hurt
0: that's so crazy
1: yes but then again it's another traumatic event surrounding the manger. so whenever you have such like big energy things surrounding buildings or places it i mean there's no possible way that you're going to or that it's going to absorb that energy you know whether it's something that's like intelligent or it's just something that like repeats again and again and again so that's why it's important that it happened even though nobody was dead it was like big and traumatic for the building no reports of death the fire burned for like 45 minutes they finally put it out um okay another funny story is that like i said there was a lot of famous guests one of them named oh we don't know his name we know his pet's name so oh. in the early 1900s a fair performer left without paying his bill and he left his 750 pound pet alligator behind
0: excuse me
1: yeah they named him bill
0: <laughs> uh, uh that's a very casual reaction to finding a 750 pound alligator i know
1: I mean, this is just legend. I can't like I couldn't find any like historical documents or pictures of it. But they let him supposedly roam around the atrium and would occasionally reward him with like letting him play with other alligators. I don't know.
0: Where did they get the other alligators? Girl,
1: I don't even
0: know <laughs> the time back then. Let me tell you.
1: Know. So, basically, they just received alligator for, for payment, is what it seems like to me.
0: Because- I mean, I guess if the, the like, rate of cost, it would probably be about the cost of a night in a room back then. <laughs> why would you leave your alligator? Or why would Why are you, you traveling, traveling with an alligator? <laughs> it's
1: like the Joe the Tiger King, but
0: oh my lord Mm -mm. Uh,
1: okay so yes okay now let's get to the ghost story are we ready i'm ready took me long enough to get here oh wait let me just say that oscar wilde also stayed in that hotel
0: no wait there's so many famous people that stayed there
1: so many i love oscar wilde i think that he is just i think he was so brilliant
0: he definitely was a man of amazing words
1: Yeah, ooh, I would love to try to channel him sometime.
0: It would be some deep conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 so he was there. Okay, ghost story time! Yeah! We are finding ourselves talking about Sally and Henry White.
0: Oh, I've never heard the story.
1: Okay, so Sally was one of the chambermaids in the hotel, which means she like changed, the, she did, she was a maid, she did the towels, the sheets, the whatever, and literally everybody loved her, like everybody loved her there, they were nice to her, they showed her affection, um, it was during, I mean, racism is still alive and well today, and it was back then too, and she was Black, and her husband was Black, well, she was mixed, but her husband was black, and her husband was so jealous of all of the attention that she was getting. It was like he couldn't take it. They would have so many art, yeah, it's a piece of shit. So many arguments. Perfect masculinity ruins the party again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nod at a podcast. I didn't come up with it by myself. Okay, <laughs> don't we'll know to, to come them
0: later. Also, when we're reading our listener story,
1: yes, okay. So yes, she worked there. He was, he hated it. Harry would like, they would have really big arguments, like big time arguments where Sally was afraid for her life, which is how it, it really was back then most of the time for women. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. Um, one day he was so fucking furious that he cornered her and he threatened to kill her. So Sally ran to the police And when they, they, they believed her, but they searched the house. There were no guns. There were no weapons you know, you know how it is. Like, it's like, you already have to have already done it before they do anything.
0: Oh my God. And especially back then, definitely.
1: Yes. And it was the same situation. They couldn't arrest him. The only thing that they could do was she made arrangements to say, to stay somewhere else for the night. So, that's what she did. She comes back the next morning to collect her things, and she finds Harry waiting for her with a loaded six-shot pistol. Ugh. Yes, poor girl about to get dead. (sighs) So, she sees him, and she runs, and she leaves, and she's trying really hard to make it back to the Minger Hotel, because that was pretty much, like, her second home. I mean... The way that we work today, where are we at most of the time when we're not at home? We're working. Same thing with her. That was her home. Those were the people who cared about her, the people who were there for her. So, yes, yeah, she was running to get, to get back there, but he caught up to her. He grabbed her by the neck, and he unloaded the pistol into her.
0: That's terrible.
1: All the shots. Okay here's the thing though it doesn't say where she was hit but she did live for like two more days yeah so she didn't die right away and they told her that um oh man just one second i lost my spot yes okay i found my spot um so basically he shot her with the six things um and then she survived for two more days with her... wound. Ugh. Yeah, but it was really shitty because... So she... I mean, there were already records that she had gone to the police a few times, that they came in and they checked. So whenever they, he shot her, they were like, if she died, like, if you murder her, then that's it. You're done. You're out of here. But because she didn't die immediately... He was probably, like, I mean, he was arrested, but not for murder.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: But what's really cool is that the hotel loved her so much that they paid for her funeral costs.
0: Wow, good for them.
1: Yes, and if you look, um, I think it's in the lobby of the hotel, You can see it written in their ledger.
0: Really? Yeah, pretty cool. That's so cool. I'm going to have to look for that next time.
1: Yes. Okay. And this part I didn't really understand. And I did, I tried to check multiple sources, but she died in the Minger Hotel on the third floor. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she was like low on the totem pole. So she didn't really get like, doctors you know which would make sense to me that they yeah for sure
0: for that time period especially
1: yes and her ghost can be seen to this day clutching towels sheets, doing work in the um in the it's not called a laundry room that's for sure what is it called
0: a hotel room (laughs) oh I was like uh, where they store the linens I don't know
1: uh, probably there too I mean she's just there trying to do her job and live her life supposedly. that's
0: so crazy that's so sad for her
1: yeah and picking up like connecting to it I do feel like she's still there and I do feel like it's very much so like she's just doing her job because that's where she had the most love
0: for sure it makes sense she was beloved there she probably you know enjoyed the relationships and yeah felt safe there safer than she did at home
1: yeah I mean clearly if that's where she ran when somebody was shooting her I don't think I would have tried to run to work personally (laughs) (laughs) but who knows I mean I guess I work for myself so I can't escape it (laughs) right I'm always running to work Yeah <laughs> So yeah, there's my story. I love it.
0: Thank you. That hotel is really cool. That's so interesting. I did not know about any of that. I mean, I knew that it was allegedly haunted. I'd heard like some like celebrity type ghosts you might see and like the typical like people in the walking in the hallways and things, but it's really interesting to get the like history, like a story behind it.
1: Yeah i agree and i'm sure that there were more like more stories but i just want to get to the email at the end of this so it's your turn that's
0: okay are we ready yes bitch let's go okay so i got my information from oh let me pull up my thingy sorry as soon as i think i'm ready i'm like oh just kidding Okay, so I got my information, most of it, from an article uh, written by Anjali Genti, from the Oxford American, and this is a little insight to Lake Lanier in Georgia. Ooh, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, first again. Let me just dive in. So this lake has a really... Uh, unfortunate history and it is allegedly very haunted. So let me give you a little uh, background on the lake. Let me give you some stats first. So Lake Lanier is the largest lake in Georgia. Biggest lake in Georgia. Really popular. It's also one of the deadliest lakes in the U.S. Is um
1: did somebody recently just die there?
0: Probably.
1: Okay because
0: since its formation 500 people have died there nearly 200 since 1994
1: oh you know what I'm thinking of a different lake but god damn that's a lot
0: it's a lot yeah so it gets a ton of visitors so I guess in comparison this article said that there's usually around like 11 million people who (sighs) come to this lake every year yeah that is so many I would die I know Which, uh, supposedly, I didn't know this, that's about how many people visit the Louvre in France. So, uh, Lake Lanier and the Louvre attract the same number of visitors.
1: I am shocked.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah. And
0: the craziest thing. Like, it's really super popular, but Lake Altoona, which is only 40 miles away from this lake, receives pretty much the same number of visitors every year, but only one-third the amount of fatalities.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, it's, like, not great vibes. So, of course, most of the deaths in the lake are drownings or boating accidents, Um but it's hard to really say like what's the cause. They, you know, One explanation is like, obviously beneath the surface, there's a lot of debris. Some of it is before the lakes construction, which I'll get into here in a second. And others of it is like boats that have sunken or fishing wire. So it's a dangerous lake to swim in, but um, let's get into some of the ghost stories. Yes. So um, there are several ghost stories associated with Lake Lanier, but of course one of the most famous is the typical uh, Lady of the Lake. You've probably heard that associated with like basically any body of water. Yeah. Yeah, so the Lady of the Lake reigns supreme in these parts. In 1958 there were two friends, um, Delia May Parker Young and Susie Roberts, and they left a dance. And then after getting gas and skipping out, they, so they went to get gas and they didn't pay for it. Like they went and filled up their car and they're like, forget you, we're out of here. So they zoom off and they skidded off a bridge while crossing the lake. Mm-hmm. So they were driving recklessly. Oh. They're trying to get away from Karma. The, the gas station and drove off of the bridge uh, the next year, so they disappeared for a whole year. They were unheard from, obviously. The f- next year, a fisherman came across a decomposed un- unidentifiable body floating near one of the bridges. And it wasn't until 1990. So that happened in 1958. In 1990, Uh, The officials discovered a 1950 Ford sedan with remains belonging to Roberts. Whoa, 32
1: years later?
0: Yes. So (laughs) they ended up, I guess, finding both bodies, but one was still in the car. Isn't that so crazy? That's
1: sad. Just because you still gas does not mean you deserve to to do that. Yes. And it's just like really
0: unfortunate because
1: can you imagine how scary that was she couldn't even get out of the car
0: oh and then in the 1950s like cars didn't have the safety features that they have nowadays so like I can't even imagine there was probably like nothing they could do
1: oh that's terrible okay it just
0: makes me sad because it's like how many teenagers would do stuff like that like not a big deal
1: yes you never yes
0: you just never so yeah it's rough man it's a sad story so supposedly they never really identify like which lady is the lady of the lake but those are who they suspect it's one of those two ladies
1: um
0: and they didn't even like need to do forensics because they were still wearing the dresses that they remembered people like people remember them wearing from that night Hmm.
1: it wasn't ruined and stuff
0: what like, they, all the clothes were still intact? Yeah, I guess it was, like, not deteriorated to a point where they could still tell, like, what was what.
1: Okay, interesting. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, aside from, like, the numbers of drownings and things that, like, bad that, that happen, the lake itself has a really tragic history, even before it became a lake. So Forsyth County, it sits on the western side, used to be part of the Cherokee Nation. So once again, in case you forgot it, like we're on stolen land. Every single inch of this does not belong to us. Cherokee is part of my lineage. Oh, is it really? I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, yes, ma'am, on my mom's side.
0: Yeah, it's bad. So uh, in typical U.S. government fashion in the 1830s, they got rid of most of the members um, through the trail of tears so like god damn it
1: oh man Everyone who
0: knows what trail of tears
1: is hold on it's a breaking up Can you say something? Try it. Yeah. Can you hear me? Ah, no. I can't hear you. Oh, no. I'm gonna pause this. Y'all are gonna hear a short pause, so hold on just a
0: second. Let's see if we can get this fixed. Okay, so hopefully we've got this going better now. Yeah. You can hear me okay. So I was just talking about how most of them were removed from the area through the Trail of Tears, and we know that that was, like, horrible terrible trauma i mean just unspeakable things that happened
1: (sighs) yes and
0: the worst part is that a second expulsion occurred 80 years later but this time it was a different marginalized community what yeah so up until 1912 1100 black people owned land operated business in forces county and in the fall on september 9th An 18-year-old white woman named Mae Crow was raped and murdered close to Brown's Bridge on the banks of the, oh my gosh, I'm going to completely butcher this, Chattahoochee River.
1: We're here for you. This is a safe (laughs) space.
0: Chattahoochee it up. (laughs) I don't know. Chattahoochee River. That's what it looks like to me. And so that's what I'm going to guess.
1: That's what it is. But
0: this happened in a village called oscarville and this crime was of course pinned on four young black people who happened to live nearby. live nearby and i'm going to say their names because i think that their names deserve to be heard so yes. it was a six and listen to these ages 16 year old ernest knox his 18 year old cousin oscar daniel 22 year old Trucy jane daniel oscar's sister and 24 year old robert big rob edwards so they're all like children
1: this is why we need to teach racism in schools
0: yes it's so sad and it gets worse so they were of course the crime was pinned on them they were arrested and the day after edward's arrest a white mob invaded his jail cell he was shot drugged through the streets and hung from a telephone pole just outside the courthouse
1: of course they did that of course, yeah. they did. bastards.
0: Ugh. It's horrible. Ugh. And then in October, right after that, a jury took a little over an hour to convict Ernest Knox and Oscar Daniel for Crow's killings. So, there again is another horribly, horrible traumatic event that has imprinted itself. On this area. And when Lake Lanier was formed in the 1950s, it washed over Oscarville and turned it into an underwater ghost town. So literally in the bottom of Lake Lanier is this town where this whole event took place. Wow. And supposedly they never even removed the cemetery. Like they were supposed to move the cemetery, and like supposedly it just never happened. So there is a whole cemetery at the bottom of that lake. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly it's got all of the right ingredients to make this horrible, horrible energy.
1: Yes. Oh, that's
0: sad. So, you know, that just leads to this long, you know, chain of stories or people see the lady of the lake walking around the edge of the lake at night or the most common report that you get from that area is people who are swimming say that they can feel like people pulling them down they feel hands on their feet they feel people pulling them under the water and you know a lot of the drownings are attributed to like the spirits or the ghosts or just the bad energy pulling them down in the lake But truly what I think it is when I connect to it is it's just a hot spot for sadness. Yeah. Like it creates, it's this horrible. It's been stained. The earth has been stained. And even though it looks different now, that light little outline of the stain is always going to be there
1: yes oh no
0: so I definitely feel like a lot of it is just like folklore and a lot of it gets hyped up because of the ghost stories but I have no doubt that there is energy there and it's a big heavy sad energy and I have no doubt that it can manifest in tons of ways
1: I think that if you live by that lake I think here's what I think we should do to combat that i think that if you go to that lake then you should pay so, to some respect to the lives that were lost there
0: yes because
1: i think at the end of the day like that's what they're looking for
0: mm-hmm.
1: but man you're right it's-
0: yeah i agree with you a hundred percent so you know don't get in water that is on top of a cemetery so you know if you're looking for a fun summer vacation maybe don't pick Lake Lanier in Georgia because it does not have a great track record.
1: No, oh my gosh. You know, I almost picked a Lady of the Lake story too. <gasps> really? That's so funny. <laughs> yes, I think it's funny too. <laughs> oh, my, that's great. And the tea I'm drinking is Pink Lady, Lady
0: of the lake. the lake. It's summertime, everyone's feeling those lake vibes. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this one.
1: Yes, I loved it. I mean, I hated it, but I loved it.
0: It's crazy, right? You would not catch me in that lake.
1: No, I'm sure that, like, it feels like a lot happens there. Definitely. Yeah,
0: it's bad. It's bad news bears.
1: Ugh, that's sad. That's tragic.
0: It is, right?
1: I am just, like, I'm over, I'm over, I'm over some of this problems <laughs> it's just a common theme and never ends I think that we need to educate others and our kids about racism and how it affected our past and how it affects our present and our future
0: absolutely and there's no shame in in learning from those things but if we pretend like it didn't happen which if you're in Texas right now you know that we are fighting all That's sorts true. of nonsense that's a bad time. So yeah, the, have those uncomfortable conversations because some people have gone through some really horrible things and it's like the least we could do is recognize and learn from it and try to do better.
1: Did you know that Adrian um, experienced racism and luckily my dad was there to like step in?
0: Really? I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Um, so my parents live out of town and Adrian was working at a different place than I was working, and so we were driving to my parents' house, meeting there, and Adrian ran out of gas on the way to my mom's house, or parents' house, live together, and so my dad drove out there to give him gas, and while he was there, an officer stopped over there and was like, asking adrian all these questions where are you headed what's where's your id show me your id like what happened blah 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 and my dad was like uh why are you asking him for his id but not me i'm right here too
0: mm-hmm.
1: i know. Mm-hmm. i just like the way that he was stopped was in the middle of nowhere literally anything could have happened to him
0: it's terrifying
1: yeah it is
0: It's terrifying. Good on your dad though for saying something.
1: I love my dad. I love my dad (laughs) so much. Both of my parents are like, they're not afraid to speak up. They're like, no, this is wrong. Sit down, take a couple seats. (laughs)
0: Like. Thank you. It's beautiful. That is a great quality. I wish I had it.
1: I have it for other people, but not myself. That's how I feel.
0: It's hard to have it for yourself.
1: Yeah, man. Okay. Are we ready for the email?
0: I'm so excited to read you this email and I cannot wait to talk about it.
1: Email. Send it to us. Yes, all right, are you ready? I'm ready.
0: All right, so it us off. Hi, Kate. Oh, I my God, you're mo- freezing. What?
1: Oh, no. OK, try again. Can you hear me OK? Yes.
0: Yes, I think so. Hi, Kate. I saw your Murderino post, and if you need some stories, my mom's house used to be a ghost train station. She ran a home daycare, and we think that ghosts may have fed off the kids' energy, although no stories directly involved the kids. A few times, I've fallen asleep on the living room couch before uh, before, and woken up to see dozens of ghosts passing in and out of a 12-foot space at the foyer. Jesus, that's terrifying another time we were all eating breakfast in the kitchen and we could hear drawers slamming in my brother's room his room has a lot of activity which is interesting interesting wow okay which is interesting because all of us stayed in there one time or another okay so that's interesting that they all have taken turns in that room um one time, I was sleeping in there, and I kept hearing. I assumed my dad running up and down this hallway. After about five trips, I go out into the hall to see what's going on, and <laughs> started, because that's magic, isn't it so funny what our brains will do to like try to make sense of what we're experiencing? Like, oh, clearly my dad's just taking a couple of laps in the hallway. No big deal. Yeah, it's amazing what you can convince yourself of if you're like, um, there's no way I'm going to think it's something else. Girl, I'm right there with you. Oh. So nobody was there. I went back to bed and I got a flash, like a dream, of a scene where a house was on fire, a woman screaming, and a man trying to run down the hallway to get to her. Ooh, that gave me chills. I have dozens of other stories, if you're interested. We are, by the way. Um, I try not to interact with the ghosts I see because I don't want them to know I see them. And that story comes from Veronica Wills. Thank you, Veronica, for sending that in. That is horrifying.
1: First of all, it's clear that she has gifts.
0: Like I agree. Yeah.
1: Whoa, what was that? Oh,
0: sorry, that was my laptop. <laughs> okay. Okay, what do you think?
1: Oh man, did it freeze?
0: Uh, Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, what do you think? Okay, definitely, I agree with you. She definitely has gifts, and that's why she's able to pick up on so much. Like, she, and the fact that she can see everything is also like, very telling about her abilities
1: yeah and it's not even just her that has abilities it's her it's your entire family what was her name again i'm sorry
0: veronica
1: okay veronica you and your entire family have gifts that i just needed to tell you that out loud <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it definitely feels like they're in a really good place to like that there is a lot of energy there and it's like definitely kind of like bugs being drawn into the light yeah but I agree with you
1: so I also have some advice for you instead of pretending like you can't see them start setting boundaries for yourself because a lot of times in our world we get ghosts that come through and they're like You're not giving them attention, so they're gonna keep doing what they can to get your attention because you, like your soul, kind of emits this light to them. Like Jordan mentioned, like their moss being drawn to that light, and so they're like, "Mm -mm, "I know you can see me. I know you can. I know you can. I know you can. 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 I'm gonna run up and down this hallway.
0: (laughs) I I will not be ignored.
1: Yes. So don't be afraid to acknowledge it and be like, "Hey." I do see that you're there, but this is our home now. Like, please back off. You can leave. You're not welcome here. I don't think, though, that she is going to have any luck, like, literally clearing the energy, because I feel like there's a place where the house is, like, built. I don't know if it's, like, built on limestone or if there's, like, something. There's something to do with the house that, like, is is, like, paranormal in itself
0: well describing describing it as a ghost train station like sounds so accurate like they're not even attached to the house to the property to the family like they're literally just passing through
1: yeah and it's crazy
0: okay so i sometimes
1: watch that show called i think it's called dead files that's the one where like yes okay so she talked about how this person's house it's like a line of dead people and they just like walk in line to like where they're supposed to go and that's how it feels for sure like I can even see them and like a gaggle like a line of people man she already knew she didn't
0: even need to ride into it she knew it was a train station (laughs) she did yeah I agree with Kate I don't know that you're gonna have a lot of luck like getting rid of it and stopping it but if you will assert your boundaries then sorry my kid came in (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're great. But if you'll assert your boundaries and just let them know this is your space, you're allowed to feel safe in your home and just like communicate that. Say, you know, this is my space. And if you don't want to see them, say like, I'm not comfortable seeing you or I'm not comfortable with what you're doing and you need to stop.
1: Yes. Don't be it's just like in life. You have to assert your boundaries so that people a even know what they are because we are not mind reader. I mean, we are well. We're not mind readers. We're, like, timeline readers. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't even know how to say that. But, like, you have to let people know because if they don't know what they don't know.
0: For sure. How long did they live in that house? I I don't think that it said. Let me look again. I
1: wonder if the house caught on fire and was rebuilt.
0: She definitely talked about seeing a fire. Yeah, she doesn't say how long that they've been there. And she doesn't say
1: it was just that. if
0: she's i mean i guess she's still there because she said i try not to interact with the ghosts i see because i don't want them to know since so she's speaking in the present tense so
1: dang veronica look into the history of your house was there a fire i need to
0: know right <laughs> because or it's, also like is it near like a body of water like some things like that like rivers tend to like create a lot of energy moving water especially
1: yeah
0: even like a creek or a stream Ooh.
1: yes okay thanks for reading that thanks for writing in veronica
0: yeah veronica bless you girl take take your uh take your home into your hands and tell them you're the boss
1: yes i pulled two cards for her i pulled three of pentacles which is what told me that like her whole family has gifts and then it really like nailed it whenever I got the hierophant for her, which is like all about being enlightened and like knowing
0: what's up. So, yeah. Very interesting. I'd love to hear more about it, Veronica. Tell us more stories. Yes,
1: please. And if anybody <laughs> else has any stories, send them our way.
0: I can read ghost stories all day, every day.
1: <sighs> Me too. I'm not like, I already know. Okay. I already know I'm going to talk about next week but i'll leave that for a surprise (laughs) oh man you froze again oh no this should probably be where we end it thank you everybody for being here we appreciate you listening thanks for writing in jordan thank you for being here per usual my pleasure and we love you guys
0: Yay, can't wait to hear from you soon.